This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Now in today's episode, you are going to hear a conversation between Julie and I. Teacher Julie and I, we're going to discuss some of the words and expressions that we used in our last episode. That's right. You are going to learn some natural English expressions and some very natural English vocabulary words. So I know you are going to enjoy this episode. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the weekly English words membership. That's right. Weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember, the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well then, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hi, I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you? 
I'm doing good, doing good. I um I enjoyed our conversation the last episode. I really enjoyed that conversation about emails. It was really good. It was. There was a lot to say about emails, much more than I expected, actually. But it's a good topic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think um, so for those listening to this episode, um, what we like to do is after we've had a conversation about a topic, we want to come back and kind of go over five of the new expressions or words that we used during the conversation. Now, just to kind of preface this conversation, remember, guys, there were about 20 to 30 new expressions or words that were used during our conversation in the last episode. So if you want to understand all of them, all you have to do is go to weeklyenglishwords.com. And Julie has some amazing explanations, video explanations, so you can understand each word, each expression, and how to use them properly. But today we've chosen five of them just to kind of give you a sneak peek and to help you understand some really important ones that relate to the topic. So Julie, are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Good. All right. The first one uh, in our conversation that came up was email thread. So would you mind explaining kind of what email thread is? And then we can kind of talk about our experiences with email threads. Of Mm -hmm. course. Uh, So an email thread is kind of like an email conversation, basically. So it's when you reply in the same email Mm -hmm. rather than composing a new email. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I write an email to Tiffany and she just hits reply and then I hit reply and she hits reply. And then this is an email thread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you was going into a song. (laughs) No, but yes, that, that's true. That's true. Um, I feel like, okay, so I, I'm thinking about some email threads that I've been in. Once an email thread, again, like the back and forth replying and back and forth, once it gets too long, I sometimes actually, I just start another email because it gets so confusing trying to figure out, well, what was said in the previous email or in the midst of the email thread, you know, sometimes the topic will change. So I've also like, okay, let's start another email thread about this specific topic. So kind of just to piggyback on your explanation of an email thread, a lot of times you want to have an email thread that's based on one topic or one idea so that you don't get confused. I don't know. Does that kind of make sense to you too? Yeah. Yeah. I do the same. Like email threads are great for finding the information later, Mm -hmm. as long as they're around one topic. So like when you switch the topic or start talking about something new, and you just keep hitting reply, it actually kind of um, backfires. Like you, it's it's annoying and you can't find the information. And a lot of times with email threads as well, like people forget to change the subject line when they change yeah. the, the subject or the topic. And then when you need to refer back to it or search for it, you can't find it and information is lost. So yeah, I think when email threads get too long, you need to <laughs> need to start a new email and if you switch the topic uh it's time for the email thread to to end to end let's not do that anymore (laughs) yes so um hopefully you guys understand that one email threads are very very um (laughs) very common (laughs) so it's an expression you guys can use even today um the next one that came up was sensitive information like in the conversation we said sensitive information but it can be sensitive topic or sensitive subject So I guess I'll explain this one and then I'll ask you if you don't mind giving some examples of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So sensitive information is information that may be a little bit difficult to talk about or may be personal 
or maybe information that you have to speak about in a way that is, I guess, politically correct. Something that you have to be careful of speaking about if you're writing the email. Um, sensitive information can also be like your ID. We talked about like having an ID or sending a picture of your passport. It's also sensitive information. Um, so I think it's those two things, like your personal information, like your date of birth or like your social security number, but also it can be like a sensitive topic that may not be easy to speak about in an email. I don't know if you want to give an example about that. Yeah, yeah, that was perfect. So yeah, it can have two meanings, basically sensitive information. So, um, so sensitive information, for example, might be like you said, your social security number, or your credit card information. Um, but a sensitive topic, it's, I would say it's something that might make someone upset. Mm -hmm. um, so it could be, for instance, a conflict that you had with someone, um, or it could be something personal, like maybe a divorce. If you're talking about your divorce via email, uh, mm -hmm. this could be a sensitive topic, but a sensitive, when we think about like sensitive people, uh, it has a different meaning. So mm -hmm. if you say like, I'm sensitive, um, it's not the same thing. So I think I'm a sensitive person. I, re I react emotionally to certain situations. Mm -hmm. But yes, sensitive information, it's like private information or a sensitive topic can make you kind of uh, feel uncomfortable. So yeah, yeah, sensitive, sensitive topics can also be different in culture, different cultures yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, like for us, um, we can talk about pretty much anything in Western mm -hmm. culture. We can talk about religion, politics, like sexuality, anything. And um, in a lot of other uh, cultures, these would yeah. be quite sensitive topics. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Very true. When I was in Korea, one of the topics that was kind of taboo was politics. And I had friends who would even say, listen, even when you're dating a guy, or even when they were dating a guy, they were like, no, we just don't discuss our political views. And I was like, at first I thought they were joking because I was like, what? Because we're so used yeah. to agreeing to disagree. You know, in our culture, we agree to disagree. But that's also partly because our culture is based on being unique is OK or being different is OK. Whereas in Korean culture, everyone is trying to be the same or like kind of be along the same line. So if your views differ, then there's automatically quote unquote, this elephant in the room that nobody wants to deal with. So yeah, it was interesting. So yeah, you're right. It can be a different, uh, depending on the culture and the country, the sensitive topic can also change too. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind, guys, keep that in mind. Also when you're writing emails, um, just to add one more thing before we yeah. go to the next one, actually, um, sensitive information can also be like, if you're talking about work emails, it can also be, um, confidential information within your company. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yes, it can also be like private information for yourself, but also private information, uh, for your company. Good point. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. Well then we talked about like for number one, we had email thread. And now number three is we were going back and forth. And we use this quite a few times in our conversation in the last episode. So we were going back and forth. Can you explain that one? And then I'll kind of give examples after. What yeah, that yeah. Mm -hmm. So to go back and forth, it's like when one person says something and the other person responds and the first person responds again. Um, so we use this go back and forth, not only for emails, but in an email thread, it's a perfect example of how you go back and forth. One person literally 
writes an email, the other person responds, and then this continues. Um, but you can go back and forth in a conversation with someone face to face. You can go back and forth when you're trying to decide on something like even if you're trying to, let's say, decide where to go for lunch with a friend. Yeah, and yeah. you said, like Tiffany says, okay, let's go have pizza. And I'm like, okay, but what about Chinese? And you say, what about Thai? And we go back and forth, back and forth, and we can't make a decision. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's basically just that, people replying to each other. But it's very common, and you can use it in any situation where you're communicating, whether it's uh, written communication, messaging, face-to-face, -face, on the phone. So mm -hmm. it's good to know. It's very interesting. I was like, how did she know I was debating those two things? <laughs> Am I getting pizza for lunch or Chinese? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, no, I think those are great examples um, going back and forth. Also, Julie, do you think, and I was, as you were explaining, I feel like when we say we're going back and forth, it's kind of this underlying um, meaning or understanding that, hey, we're not getting anywhere. Like, as opposed yes. to like this natural flow in a conversation of, yeah, I'll say something, you say something, then I'll respond to you. But we're going somewhere in the conversation, whereas back and forth is like, we're just going back and forth and not getting anywhere. We're not moving. Yes. Yeah. Like if you think about, if you think about uh, physically going back and forth, like imagine mm -hmm. that you're standing somewhere and mm -hmm. you take two steps forward and you take two steps back and two steps forward and two <laughs> steps back. You're not actually going anywhere. Right. So you're going back and forth, literally which yeah. are not moving. So like, yeah. it's also really common when you're deciding, be like making a decision, you know, I'm going back and forth between this thing and this thing. I, I don't know. So like, I haven't gone one way or another. I'm just kind of stuck in the middle. Um, yes. So it even, it kind of relates even back to email threads. Like if you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, it's usually because you're trying to reach a conclusion or mm -hmm. make a decision or proceed with something. And if you're writing back and forth, maybe there are problems, maybe there are questions. So you can't progress. You kind of stuck in that spot for the time being. So yeah, it has yeah. this, this uh, connotation that you are not going anywhere. You're <laughs> just there. Yeah. Well, you, you gave a great example as you were talking. Um, you said, I'm going back and forth between. And even when you said, I'm like, yeah, we do use that all the time. And that's like you said, even when you're by yourself, you're trying to th figure out something going back and forth between ah, pizza or Chinese. I'm going back and yeah. forth between the two. So yeah, again, it's a very, very useful um, expression. Very useful. Um, what about this one? Now, this is something that you and I also talked a little bit about. And then we both were talking about the fact that, oh, it has two different meanings. So one thing that came out was hard conversation and for the students, maybe if you heard the last episode, you heard us say hard conversation and maybe you thought, oh, I understand what they're saying. Hard conversation has two different meanings. Um, and I'll explain this one then and Julie, I'll let you give some examples. Um, so as a student listening, right? You're an English learner, students, and sometimes there are difficult words or difficult expressions or difficult topics. So you can say, oh, that was a hard conversation simply because you didn't understand the information or the context. Mm -hmm. But another meaning, which is the meaning that Julie and I, we used in our last conversation is a topic that is not easy to speak about because it's uncomfortable or something that has to be discussed and it will lead both individuals to feel a little bit either weird, uncomfortable, or uneasy. We say, oh, we have to have a hard conversation. I think uh, Julie, 
maybe it was the last episode or maybe the beginning of this episode, you were saying it was this episode about sensitive information. I think you said mm-hmm. in an email about divorce. Was that this episode you talked about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was this one talking about divorce. Well, that's not an easy conversation to have. Yes. So you say, oh, that was a hard conversation. I don't know. You want to add some more examples? For yeah. Me? Yeah. That's a great example, actually, because like when you think of something being hard, like, for example, a test, it's difficult because of the level, right? The level of difficulty. But um, yes, a hard conversation is more like emotionally difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's actually some hard conversations, for example, could be like firing someone, right? Yeah. It's actually simple to say you are fired, right? Like it's a very simple, clear sentence, but it is difficult or uncomfortable or challenging to do that. And as well, like a divorce, saying the sentence, I want a divorce or we are getting a divorce is like a very simple sentence, but it's a very uncomfortable conversation. So like breaking up with someone, um, firing someone, telling someone you want a divorce, these things, for instance, um, are very hard conversations to have, or even talking to your friends about something that they do, they've done that you don't like, or confronting someone who's lied to you. Um, these are, these are all hard conversations to have. Um, yeah. Like turning someone down, turning something down that someone has given you or offered you, they're, they're uncomfortable. They're hard conversations to have. So, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. Very true. Um, I was trying to think if I had another example, but I think the examples you gave were just really good. So I think we're going to keep going to number five. Here we go. Um, (laughs) Number five is hit a nerve. Um, How would you explain this one? Hit a nerve. I know that. uh... Yeah. So if you hit a nerve, like, okay, if you think about your body, nerves, nerve endings and nerves are where you feel pain. So if you physically hit a nerve, you feel pain. But this is an idiom. It's an expression. So um, if someone says something to you that hits a nerve, it makes you upset. It makes you feel pain emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a sensitive topic can hit a nerve for you. It can be a sensitive topic for you. So an easy one that we were talking about is divorce. It came up already. So we'll just use that example. Like, let's say you're recently divorced Mm -hmm. um, and the topic of divorce hits a nerve for you because you're recently divorced. Um, Or if someone has passed away and you're talking about death or something related, these are very heavy topics, but um, any topic can hit a nerve for you. Anything that you're sensitive about, like, let's say you're sensitive about your weight and someone makes a comment about your weight and or your appearance and you're upset you're upset by that comment this is an example of of something that someone says hitting a nerve excellent i feel like i have nothing to add (laughs) i I mean it was great like honestly it's true though I, i think you know julie honestly i feel like in english we use nerve to be um kind of synonymous with like irritation, annoyance, or anger. Yeah. Like, I don't know if your mom ever said this when you were growing up, like you're getting on my last nerve. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> like this nerve is always present somewhere, right? So yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, hitting a nerve. Yeah. It's like, it's just kind of a continuation of that annoyance yeah. <laughs> that our parents we, may have. We, all, we also say like, he had the nerve to do this. Like, I can't believe he did this. Like it's, yeah. The word nerve, like when you translate it, it will translate into like, um, your physical nerves in your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we use it for many things. Like it's associated with physical feelings 
of pain, irritation, and also emotional feelings or emotional responses to things. So yeah, it's a great word and a great phrase to know. Yeah. I think, um, and then tying to the emails, like we were talking in the last episode about how sometimes it's so difficult to write an email and to kind of convey or express the right tone in the email. Mm -hmm. So without even realizing it, an email can hit somebody's nerve before say uh, something you said in a phone call or during a conversation face-to-face, like an email can hit a nerve that a nerve that wouldn't be hit if you actually were talking to them face-to-face because the way things can be, I guess, understood or taken in the email. So emails can sometimes hit a nerve as well. A person's understanding of what you're trying to say. So yeah, you got to be careful guys. When you're writing emails, you don't want to hit anybody's nerve. (laughs) um julie you know what time it is don't you i know what time it is okay guys for those who have not um uh, listened to these episodes before right now julie and i have a challenge to use all five words and expressions and to make a scenario using them now the order is okay you don't have to use it in the same order um however because i'm so kind I would like to, I'll give you the option, Julie. You want to go first or second? <laughs> I would, today I'm going to, you know, return the favor and I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> Am I taking this as an act of kindness? Let's see. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. It's an act of kindness. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, five expressions and words. Okay. I'll just start. Um, So yesterday I was talking to a friend that I used to work with. We used to work um, uh, as web developers together. And we were talking about this email thread that we had been on with one of our bosses. And the email thread got a little bit serious because it included some sensitive information. So there were a few of us on the email thread and the two individuals who were a little bit upset about the sensitive information were going back and forth. And my Coworker and I, we were just kind of reading the emails. We were on the sidelines reading the emails. Um, And after they went back and forth for a long time, our boss finally stepped in and wrote an email and said, hey, I know this is a hard conversation to have, but I think we're going to have to talk about what's going on in person. So they decided to meet in person and have the hard conversation. But the first words that came out of one of my coworkers' mouth uh, actually hit a nerve. And ever since then, they have not been friends. Amazing. Oh, good. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I think that I'm guessing that the story is not true. Oh, well, what made you think that? <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> I think it might have been based on a true story, but I don't think it was. <laughs> no, the whole thing was fallacy. It was all okay. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. So since you talked about a work scenario, I'm going to switch it up and talk about a personal scenario. Okay. This is also not true, but it's a common example and it could be true. Okay. 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 All right. So, um, since we were talking about divorce and relationships, we'll we'll make it about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait, okay. it doesn't have to, no, no, make it true. No names. <laughs> no, it's not true. I was just like, well, Frank and Alice, they were. T- 
<laughs> okay, so there. Okay, so there's a a couple uh, that I'm friends with. Okay, a couple that I'm friends with, and they've been having trouble in their relationship in the last uh, few months. And the woman told me that her partner actually um, brought up a really sensitive topic for her via email mm -hmm. and they ended up uh so she replied and they ended up going back and forth and it turned into an email thread mm -hmm. um and this topic really hit a nerve for her and mm -hmm. even though she understood that it was a hard conversation to have okay. she, <laughs> she says that that should have been a face-to-face -face conversation rather than an email thread especially from her husband and i agree julie that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i i struggled at the beginning because i was like trying to come up with names i was like should i should i create characters for this <laughs> that was good like towards the end it's just like boom 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 right back to back i said okay Students, Once I, I got started. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was amazing. I could tell, like, I was like, should I hear the rest of the story? I'm curious to know what <laughs> The <laughs> end. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, students, I hope you enjoy this segment because we enjoy this segment a lot, um, even though it's tricky. <laughs> um, but honestly, all jokes aside, guys, it's a good way for you guys to practice, you know, using these new words and expressions. Um, you don't have to worry about your grammar being perfect all the time. It's just about learning how to use these expressions and words in real life situations. So hopefully you enjoyed. Again, remember, we only went over five of the words and expressions that came from our conversation, but there are so many more that you need to understand. So again, go to weeklyenglishwords.com. This is episode 134. So you can find it after you become a member and you'll see all of the explanations from teacher Julie, and they are amazing. Don't worry, they won't hit a nerve. You'll be able to understand them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Julie, thank you so much. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. All right, we'll talk again later. Bye. All right, bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the Weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.